Hey everybody, how you doing? Well, that's good. Welcome to the Broad Street Hockey Facebook Live post game. Jesus, I'm still saying Facebook Live. Let's start over. Hey everybody, how you doing? Well, that's good. Welcome to the Broad Street Hockey Twitch Live post game. My name is Bill Matz. I'm your director of fun and games for the evening. All right, let's start at the let's start at the end. Let's start at the end. Woo! Okay, absolutely. Philly, Philly. Uh, they get that. They get that overtime goal. They get the win. The series is tied one-one, and that is what is most important. Let's say it again. Woo! A playoff overtime win. Uh, yeah. Okay. They did it. They did it. They came. Uh, they they survived the 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 New York comeback. They get the overtime winner. The series is even. All is well. <sighs> Except, is it though? Um, my God, they came out and they had a slow first couple of shifts, which is kind of the Flyers, uh, which is kind of the Flyers' mo. But they rebound. They get the quick goal. Hayes has two early. They're up 3-0. They have ten shots in the first fifteen minutes of the game. And then Thomas Grice comes in, and they never test a guy who hasn't been in a meaningful game in how long. Varley's played every playoff game for him. They didn't have, like, the round robin or anything to get going. This is... Uh, they after, they had 10 shots in the first 15 minutes, scored three goals. In the next 25, that means through the end of the second, they had 20. Var- Thomas Grice faced 10 shots in 25 minutes. That's just not going to get it done, uh, especially for a goalie who uh, hasn't been tested at all in, in months. I, I just... Man, it's getting to the point that I think maybe the Islanders are just the better team and the Flyers are going to have to survive to win this series. It's really getting to that point. I mean, they haven't beat them all season. Uh, I just... (sighs) Okay, all right, move on from this one and maybe you carry over some momentum. You take the first period of this game, you take what you did in overtime and say it was enough to win, and you figure out from here. But I just... I don't know what they're doing a lot of the time. Uh, Second game in a row, uh, the Islanders have controlled the pace of the game. They've controlled the flow of the game, uh, been on offense most of the game. Carter Hart played very well. Uh, I think that second goal was eh, but, I mean, the others, uh, an amazing pass from Barzell to Lee. Again, Lee with a great net front play, uh, muscling out Niskanen. And then the third one, it's it's one on zero after just a terrible turnover. Uh, I didn't hate Vigneault's decision to challenge there because you're going to lose that game. The way things were going, you had to challenge. Uh, maybe it's, I mean, you know, you're risking a penalty kill and all that, but yeah, uh, I think it was it was prudent to challenge, I guess, because you think you're going to lose either way. I understand it's not. Um, it, it puts them in a bad spot. They, the Islanders have just tied the game. There's 2.09 left, and the Flyers are going to be on the PK for hopefully the last, uh, all except the last nine seconds, but I didn't think the challenge was that bad. I thought there was one angle. I thought for sure it was offside, uh, but it, it was damn close, and they're not going to overturn that tying goal um, in that situation unless it is evident, and I think it was probably onside or or indistinguishable honestly uh Carter Hart played well this team played well in stretches but just not nearly enough uh let's get back to the start though Woo! overtime victory Phil Myers with that game-winning goal and that's huge something for this team to build off of they still haven't lost two in a row in quite a while they just have to come out now they have a little more than what they have at this point 24 hours to rebound and get their get get themselves together and 
make this a more competitive series than it has been. I know it's 1-1, but the way they played in the final, you know, 45 minutes of this game just was not enough. Uh, th- or 45 minutes of regulation, at least, just was not enough. All right, going to turn it all over to you because it's more about you than it is my rambling. But first, let me talk to you about my friends at the Crest Tavern. That's right, the Wildwood Crest Tavern, Timmy Fitzpitch. Timmy Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern in Wildwood Crest. It's my favorite bar at the whole Jersey Shore, and it is a great place. If you're looking, I don't know, maybe to go watch the game somewhere tomorrow, for nighttime starts at the Crest Tavern, they have a 20-foot television screen that they are broadcasting all the Flyers' nighttime games on at their outdoor dining. So check that out. And if you're just looking for some takeout, maybe some pack, maybe some packaged goods, Timmy Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern is the place for you regardless. Get your pregame, your postgame meal there. Go for outdoor dining to watch the game, 20-foot television, amazing beer selection, and don't sleep on that pork sandwich. And I gotta give it to my buddies at Labatt again. Labatt Blue Light, Labatt Blue Light Seltzer. It's it's the drink of the playoff. They've been doing it. Uh, the Flyers are... Whatever you want to say about today's game, I've been drinking Labatt Blue and Labatt Blue Light and Labatt Blue Light Seltzer's the entire playoff, and this is the most games they've won in a playoff in a long time, so stick with me, drink your Labatt's with me. They're a hell of a beer. Let's get to all your comments now. All right, Bill, do we keep the same lineup for tomorrow? Ah, that's a great question, I would. Uh, I think they showed that they can play with this team, and this is a lineup that can generate offense. I just think like the lineup decisions are all inconsequential to me at this point because it has to be the best players. Like Sean Couturier had the goal today, awesome. He had a couple other opportunities. Giroux was battling. He works hard in front uh, during that overtime winner. Giroux still has to break through. It's going to come down to these guys, the top end guys. You know, Sandheim getting a clear out. Uh, Niskanen winning a battle in front of the net. It's going to come down to your top four defensemen and your top six forwards. So uh, the lineup at this point is mostly inconsequential. I know uh, the coach would disagree. I know a lot of people talk about this team's depth and how they can win the third and fourth line battles. I thought the fourth line was en- was enough today. I thought they did pretty well. Nate Thompson uh, had some chances in the offensive zone, got on the forecheck a few times. It's the fourth line. Those aren't. That's not how the Flyers are going to win. The Flyers are going to win with their highest paid top end guys. Those are the ones who have to do the majority of this. Phil Myers, number four defenseman, gets that uh, gets that goal. He's one of those guys. I know it's not fair. He is like less than 100 games played in the NHL, but he's one of those guys. He steps up today. Way to go, Philly Philly. Uh, there's no momentum to carry forward. Their momentum has kept them locked in the D zone for 40 plus minutes a game. No, I'm just, you take this game and winning in overtime and seeing what that was and you turn that into turning the tide of the series. I agree. Even though they win today, they were not the better team on the ice for most of the game today. Uh, but it's it's taking this win, seeing that no, for 45 minutes you weren't the better team, but you still got that you still got that W. Series is one one, and now you turn this into turning the corner. That's what they have to do if they're gonna if they're gonna win this series, if they're gonna make this a long series. Because so far the Islanders have the Islanders have been clearly the better team uh, through two games. Hey, Bill, let's F and go. 11 wins away from the glorious history. Yes, and that's... Listen, I'm not even thinking about 11. I'm thinking about three, and I'm thinking about the next one. That's This series is going to be hard as hell. This is going to be a battle... Uh, they got up 3 nothing today and weren't the better team and didn't look like it for most of the game. Thank goodness they won. 
but they gotta they gotta get going here. They have to take this and turning it turn it into more. This can't just be yes, we won. All right, relief. This has to be the turning point of the playoffs for the Philadelphia Flyers. JVR either needs to play on the top two lines or not play at all. He can't play on a line with Grant. It amazes me how he just refuses to play defense. I thought JVR made a couple of defensive plays today. Uh, Little subtle ones. I'm not saying he was like, oh, yeah, JVR, way to go. Uh, He's... He's trying to help that second power play. I the thing about JVR is he's the he's one of the 12 best forwards. That's that's what it comes down to. If you're taking him out, yeah, okay, I guess you could put Lawton back in there. Lawton's been worse than JVR though. Lawton has been actively bad for a little while now. Uh, I love the guy. I wish Lawton was in the lineup. I think his tenacity, uh, just the way he plays the game, would benefit the Flyers. But he has been he has been hurting them. I don't think JVR has been hurting them. And you always have the possibility of a goal. And if he just gets that one, man. But no, I'm not. You know, I'm not like yeah, JVR has to stay in the lineup. No, no, that's. I'm not, the third and fourth lines at this point are inconsequential to me. I understand wanting to play JVR in the top six. It's enticing, but he's not one of the six guys I want playing the most minutes. So it's, what do you, you bump Farabee down? I, I, there's just not a match for him. Maybe if you put Giroux back at three, but still, I want Giroux out there with the top guys. Hart rhymes with starts. Don't even think about Moose. No, 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 no. Hart was very good today. Um, it, again, like looking looking back at the last series when people wondered about about the back to backs, if this goes two, three, four overtimes, yeah, sure, obviously you start Brian Elliott tomorrow, but it didn't. The Flyers end it pretty early. Uh, it wasn't a fifty shot performance for uh, for Carter Hart. He was tested. He was definitely stressed in this game. He was under pressure. He made some big saves. He he faced a decent amount of shots, but it wasn't. So much that I don't think he can take over a day to recover from. I still think he gives you the best chance to win tomorrow. Lawton should not have been sitting tonight. No reason he couldn't be a three or four center. Uh, I'm still way over the Grant Thompson experiment. They aren't necessarily bad, but anyway, woo! Yeah, that's start at the end and go with the woo, and then and then go from there. Um, if they want to play Lawton at center, sure, he is better than either either Thompson or Grant. Here's the thing. Thompson's not coming out of this lineup. The coach very much believes in him and very much has a role carved out for Nate Thompson. So you're talking about making him the 3 or 4C uh, instead of Grant, and maybe they just like Grant better at center? I I don't see it. Um, yeah, I, I just think maybe this was a one-game wake-up for, uh, for Lawton. Like, hey, get it together. You were our best player in round robin. Time to be that guy again. Uh, and maybe he has a great game tomorrow, but man, and maybe it's a smart strategy having some fresh legs for tomorrow. I know you never want to play for game three when you lose game one, but Lawton will be fresh for tomorrow, I guess. Uh, so yeah, I would have no problem at all with Lawton re-entering the lineup, I suppose. They went up 3-0 right away, and I said, F me, this game is going to end 4-3 in OT. This is just how the Flyers are. Stressful. Ah... Uh, your name is Giraffe Three Underscore TV. I wish you had told me that because uh, when the first period ended one zero, I bet on the under of six, and obviously that didn't go for me. I wanted Hayes to get the hat trick so bad, I should have lowered my expectations. It's it seemed like Hayes after the two goals disappeared entirely. Uh, and the guy scored two goals, and without him, you know they get blown out today. So. Uh, Thank you, Kevin Hayes, but 
man, I, I just thought there would be more of an effort uh, for him to assert himself offensively, but the team as a whole just has not asserted themselves offensively, and that's what it's got to come down to again. The top two lines just have to get out there and do their job. Like, Matt Barzell, at any point in the game, does it look like Matt Barzell is not asserting himself? He's not a veteran by any—I mean, he's been around a little bit, but he's not a vet. Uh, he's not a big guy, but he— He's he's dangerous every single time he touches the puck, and I can't say that about a single player on the Flyers. Flyers have to Flyers best players have to get to that level where they are threatening uh, every time. Not even, not just trying to survive shifts and maybe eke out a scoring chance, but be threatening. Thompson is terrible. Not as terrible today, but terrible. Listen, I, I'm not the biggest Nate Thompson fan. I'm just telling you what's going to happen, and what's going to happen is Nate Thompson's going to be in this lineup. So you got to get that out of your heads. Listen, the things that should be and the things that will be are different. Look at, you know, the world as a whole. <laughs> you know, Nate Thompson's just one of those things you got to live with. Who do you think can get JVR started because my wife is done with his shit? Is this is this JVR actually asking me the question? Because that'd be funny. Um, I, I, the only guy I can think is G. Unless you really want to put him on a top line, do you want to go Couturier, JVR, and Giroux and move Giroux over to the right wing? Do you want to try JVR on the right wing? They really haven't been all that interested in it. Um, Giroux would be on his strong side. Get JVR going to the net, maybe, uh, maybe that's the maybe that's the the key here. But like, how do you bump Jake down? And then who do you t- like? Who did Jake? I guess replaces TK on the second line, and then you're looking at uh, Grant, Nak, and Travis Konechny on the. Uh, now you're now Travis Konechny's giving you even less. Flyers have to learn to play 60 minutes. You know, a lot of times when I get that comment. I'm like, yes and no, because nobody dominates a game for 60 minutes. That's just not the way it goes. If you dictate the pace for a majority of play, uh, then usually, you know, it evens out and you're going to win the game. But today, they didn't play 20 minutes. There was no 20 minutes that they were in charge of. Even, like, I say they played well the first 15 minutes, but really, the first four or five minutes, they weren't very good. Like, it was from there till they, till it was... From the not even the first goal, like after Hayes scored the first goal, the Islanders were right back on offense. It's after they really asserted themselves and then earned that second one that the Flyers dominated. And then, you know, from the third goal through the second period, they only had 10 shots. That's not good enough. If Hayes played like he did in the first period more often, we have a lot more of a chance. I, yes, definitely. I will always say with that is if Hayes played more often, like he did in the first period, the Flyers wouldn't have him because he'd be Nathan McKinnon, you know? He'd be a legit superstar. That's why you get him for seven and not 11. I, that's that's just... But yeah, Hayes was awesome to start the game, and I just thought he, he disappeared after that. It wins a win. Optics will affect how we feel, but it's 1-1. Coot scored, so the doctor's back. Let's see if he can heal the other big guns in game three. Yeah, hopefully uh, that they they fail to get that clear out. I don't really even feel like you know, on the game tying goal that was Kutu lost the battle. It was just a crazy bounce. Uh, maybe Pellet got his uh, stick on it, but or his skate on it. But it, it still, it, it was kind of just one of those up the boards passes that could go either way. And there happened to be a guy alone in front. I wanted to know where everyone else was with 
you know, the center at, at the boards there. I guess everyone else was looking for the breakout or changing. But, yeah, I think Couturier definitely rebounded, not even just the goal, uh, but I think he rebounded from the game one. Uh, he couldn't possibly be worse than he was in game one. The Flyers' forecheck doesn't look anything like it did back in the second half of the season. Islanders are killing them. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, um... The breakout was, and that forecheck, man, it created so many second chance opportunities for so many turnovers. The Islanders' path from the breakout through the neutral zone to the Flyers' blue line was so easy for a majority of this game. Uh, First half of the third, I thought the Flyers started to play that good third period defense we saw in games three, four, and six against Montreal. But it clearly wasn't enough. Uh, Second half of the period, it changed, and then they were just holding on, and then what happened happened. Uh, But yeah, the yeah, (laughs) the Flyers forecheck just um, it's things are way too easy on the Islanders. Uh, Defensemen retrieving pucks, making the first pass, and then that guy either you know making a pass or skating it through the neutral zone. It's just far far too easy. And that's that's not what this team does. This this is a team that played excellent defense all year, the Flyers, but they played their best defense between the offensive hash marks and the offensive side of the red line. That's where they really excelled defensively in terms of uh, you know getting play going the other way, creating turnovers, uh, sticky coverage, bad, forcing bad passes, and none of that for a majority of the game today. This is a deflating loss. If you were the Islanders, if they get the W and OT, the series would have been basically over. Yes, I agree with that, uh, but the Islanders also ha- also can look at it as we were down 3 nothing in the first 15 minutes, tied the game. They get the, you know, it's a... Flyers play well in overtime. They get offensive zone pressure, and it's... You shoot to win, they get the shot. It's It, it bounces off of a stick. Uh, and that's how they beat Grice for the winner. Uh, good shot, good uh, good selection, and lucky bounce, but that's that's hockey. You get lucky bounces. That's how you win games a lot of the time. But the Islanders have to look at it like, are we going to give up four again? Are we going to give up three right away? I'm, I'm not saying the Flyers can't build off this and build momentum off of the idea that they won an overtime game and showed resiliency in not folding up after they blew a 3-0 lead, but the Islanders also have some... It's not... I can see it going either way for the Isles. That's I'm not saying the Flyers are definitely going to come out and win tomorrow. You know, oh, they won in overtime. They've got them now. Now they can now they can really hit them. Uh, if the offense comes out and plays, you know, 40 minutes like they played 15 minutes today, sure they can win tomorrow. But if they don't, it's going to be two one Isles. Are they just tired? They played a hard four-checking game all season. I don't re- I don't remember them playing so much sit-back defense. It's been, what, 11 games? How can they possibly be tired? Yes, they played a grinded-out style a lot of this season, and they've been through a ton as a team. But, shit. Uh, what? <laughs> you had four and a half months off. You're tired? No, that's, that's not even the beginning of an excuse. That's not even a, okay, yes, but, no, absolutely not. Glad we won, but Turtle Puck after a 3-0 lead in the first period ain't it, fam? Yeah, 100%. And listen, I get playing conservatively. There were a lot of times in that game six in the third period uh, I th- against Montreal, I thought, they're still pressuring on the forecheck, but every time Montreal gets the puck past, past their blue line, the puck carrier is looking at three Flyers jerseys. And if you want to play that way, fine. 
But the way they collapsed today, the how opened the not even just in the neutral zone and on the forecheck in their defensive zone. Somehow the Islanders have guys open in front of the net and their point men are open. I, who's covering anybody? What are they actually doing defensively? I'm baffled by what they're doing in their own zone at a lot of the time. The series is going to add 28 years on Bill's life, uh, and me too. Yeah, it, it, this is, I mean, Jesus Christ, guys. This is, this is stressful hockey. You get up, and it's a nice little afternoon game. You're up 3 nothing early. You're thinking, going to drink some beers, going to have a joyous post game with everybody on Twitch. Things are going to be great. Not so much the... I'm recording this, right? Okay, thank God. If I was, you know, 25 minutes in or whatever I am and hadn't hit record, I was going to be like, shit, I quit. I can't quit because this is my job, but, you know, I'd be pissed. I did it, though. Siri, stop listening to me. What is... I didn't... My phone's so far away, and Siri just starts listening to me. I thought JVR was actually fine. Six, sick pass to Myers that he blasted off the post. Yeah, how about that one? Myers gets that chance off the post. It's a beautiful freaking bomb. Just a laser off the off the bar. And then in OT, it's the uh, it's the desperation shot that uh, gets semi deflected, and that's the one that goes in. Uh, good for Phil, man. This dude, <sighs> Phil Myers is going to be one hell of a freaking player. I know it's a narrative, but that was the most animated. I've seen them all postseason. Can they keep it? Now, and that that goes to the the building thing, because in the in the round robin, you could just say the intensity of the games wasn't that of real playoff hockey. And I thought a lot of their low key play um, against Montreal was just a result of trying to frustrate Mon- Montreal by playing low event hockey, and therefore just let's keep everything to the outside and nobody get too nuts about anything and we'll beat them in five and it ended up having to go six but you know I, I thought that was it but yes uh that celebration there that's that's a feeling I think that can carry over more than anything that happened in the game itself that intensity of winning uh getting back at them after uh, I can't imagine a lower feeling than than the Islanders scoring that third goal uh, with what two oh nine left in the third. Um, I can't imagine a lower feeling than that. So to survive that, kill a penalty, and then come out and win it early in overtime, I think, uh, and then being able to have a celebration after being that low, I, I think that's that's the thing they can carry over more than anything. I think we all knew the Islanders would be stressful AF. Yeah, 100%. I I, I keep saying the Islanders were the team I wanted to avoid. Uh, Obviously, if you don't have to play Tampa, you'd prefer not to. Tampa's one of, uh, like, calling them a top three talented team in hockey, I always say, might be an insult to them. Uh, They might be the most, but they're, they're up there in the top three. You want to avoid them. But outside of Tampa, the Islanders are just that team I did not want to play against. They... They play so tight defensively, and they have this kind of firepower. Uh, Matt Barzell is a one-man lead wrecker. Matt Barzell is the guy who makes a two-goal lead the most dangerous lead in hockey. I hate that cliche, but I'm going to say it because it fits my point here. I didn't see the score until the end of regulation. I'm at work. Didn't know we blew a 3-0 lead. Oh, Ted, (laughs) how nice to be you. 
Get that FMK line back together. Yeah, baby. Uh, I, I wouldn't hate it, but I kind of want Lawton at center, whether it's third or fourth line. I think Lawton, the way they're with Grant and Thompson both at center, uh, I think Lawton just gives them a, their best chance. I think Lawton, NAK, and JVR is probably your best third line. The shot TK took early in OT was one of the two to three best plays he's made in the bubble. Not sure what's up with him, but he needs to snap out of it. Yeah, he's made some some awesome stretch passes and a couple of subtle plays. I thought he made one uh, one or two good defensive plays today actually in the in the D zone. But uh, yeah, when when he took that shot, when he cut in and took the shot, and that's you could tell that's all he was going to do in that situation. I said, that's positive. Right there, that's a positive. Keep doing that, and you'll score some goals, TK. Hey, Labatt Blue, Labatt Blue Light and Labatt Blue Light Seltzer, get in on it. Uh, it's a, it's the drink of the playoffs for me, and I think it should be for you too. <laughs> it was reminding me way too much of that November game until the Myers goal. Y'all have a great memory because I got tweets about blowing the 3-0 lead in November, and uh, I guess is that the game they lost in a shootout? I know they lost three and one was in a shootout, but if you're asking me to differentiate them or tell you the details, man, way too much goes on. That's, I'm, that's, uh, the things I can and can't remember baffle me sometimes, but no, I don't remember it, but since people have been saying it, yeah, I can, it's familiar. Uh, if they lose after a 3-0 lead, they're getting swept. That's, you, that's that's 100% how I would have come in here tonight. If they lose this game in overtime, um, I would say it's going to be Isles and four. That's at least, they're going to play through August. There's going to be five games in this series, and game five is on the 31st, so they're going to play through August. That's all I can tell you now. Yori Laterra might be able to wake them up for a full 60 minutes. Can't imagine it's too easy for old Yorl to get in the country right now. How about Hayes racking up two? I liked his play tonight. Seemed like he had an extra stride. Yeah, I, I just wanted to see him keep the momentum going. I'm not saying I needed him to score four goals, but like I, I just feel like he wasn't... It looked like it was going to be one of those Hayes games. You know, Hayes gets feeling it early. Suddenly, he, he's got that ability to take over portions of games, and I thought we were going to get that. And after, after the, you know, after the first period... I don't remember seeing him. Giroux and Couturier looked way, way better today. Think Giroux was about to break through. Nice rhyme. Flyers, 7-9. Um, yeah, I, I, they have to, man. Couturier gets the goal today, and that was such a Couturier goal. Um, just outworking everybody and making that little move to get the goalie uh, to get the goalie to come stay out on him. Um, I, that was a great Couturier goal. I thought Couturier was more himself than he'd been. Um, Drew, man, I'm seeing positive signs from him, but he, for one game, for one period, has to look like the Claude Giroux. That's what, I thought overtime, like, if he gets it tonight, you know, it's a whole, I'm feeling a way different way about G, um, if he gets that winner or something. If he gets a goal, even, uh, cheers, Labatt Blue Light Seltzer, this is a, uh, Blood Orange Black, oh, Blood Orange Blackberry, my favorite flavor. I'm I'm done with the plugs until the end now, I promise. Hayes was bad besides his two goals, but he scored two goals. Are we allowed to call an NHL player a puck hog? Uh, I don't know if he was bad. Uh, He definitely wasn't. It definitely didn't turn into a hazy game, which I thought it was going to. Um, 
I kind of prefer it when he hogs the puck. There was there was a, a two on one opportunity where he passed it. Uh, it was two on one, pretty pretty low in the zone, and he made a pass. And I just screamed. I think Ava ended up tweeting it, as she does many of my outlandish reactions during the game. I, I yelled like, "You have two amazing goals! Don't like, don't pass it the rest of the freaking game. You should be shooting every time you get it." Uh, and he he gave it up on that one. And I don't even think they got a shot out of it. But I um I, I wanted. I'm thinking of um. In Mystery Alaska, when when the redheaded dude scores two goals and then he comes home and uh, Sean Connery is like feeding himself the mashed potatoes, just banging the spoon on the plate. Like, you think because you scored two goals today, you had a good game? Like that's that's what I picture you doing, saying he had a bad game. That tickles me for some reason. I swear G has set up Coots' far side post like 10 times this playoff and he puts it wide every time. Oh, I very much agree. Like, Giroux's assist numbers would look much better if Couturier could have converted any of these countless chances uh, that he set up for him on that, yes, on that backdoor play, on that far post. He he gets it through the slot uh, and, and puts it, you know, somewhere that... Couturier could get a stick on it, his shaft on it, uh, a knee on it, the the shaft of the staff, uh, the shaft of his stick that is, uh, get a knee on it, it, put it in with his ass, literally anything, uh, and it just hasn't converted yet. Maybe they're due for a huge breakout next game, and we'll be up, we'll be in here tomorrow up two one talking about how G and Couturier having a mm, have an amazing chemistry. Niski hit on Ross Ross Johnson suspendable, maybe caught chin first. I didn't see that. Uh, it looked like, to me, he checked his stick more than anything. Um, Islanders clearly weren't happy about it. Uh, maybe they take a look, and now Niskanen probably doesn't get the benefit of the doubt because he already missed a game, but I didn't think there was anything there worthy of uh, worthy of a suspension. Granted, you you all have the ability to watch replays and shit, and I'm here talking into a camera, so maybe you've seen more since. I think G needs to move to the second line with Hayes and TK. Put Lawton on line one with <laughs> on line one and Fabs on third to give them some speed. I... Lawton on line one, I don't like. I'd rather Farabee with Couturier than Lawton, honestly. Do you think Lindblom plays? Uh, I've been pretty, I've been pretty emphatic about this. Um, I don't think he gets into the lineup until a situation in which. If they're up three games to one in the Stanley Cup final, uh, sure, yeah, I could see him dressing. But the whole idea of him being able to play in this is Elaine Vigneault was told if there was if there was no pandemic and when they found out everything about Limblom and everything, the team was basically told that if Limblom's treatments go the way they should and everything's equal, he'll be ready to go for training camp in September. So the idea that the season can go into September now, I mean, if it goes six games, it'll be after September 1st, uh, this series. But I just don't think... uh, The difference between being ready to participate in NHL preseason and training camp and coming in in potentially a 
middle of the second round or conference final, like I just find that hard. It's two completely different things. Being ready for Stanley Cup playoff hockey and being ready for potentially training camp, just two completely different things. Uh, I would love to be wrong. I would love for Limblom to be in the lineup next game and score a fucking hat trick. Like, no one on this earth would be happier than me other than maybe him and his family. But I just don't, I'm not, I'm hoping for it, but I'm not getting my hopes up on that one. Bill, is Phil Myers the greatest defenseman ever or the greatest NHL player ever? Well, to be one, you have to be the other. Because Bobby Orr is the greatest NHL player ever, and he's a defenseman. So to be the greatest player, you have to be better than him. It's, you know, it's hard to, it's hard to say. But I'd say he's on pace to be. Yeah, 100%. I can't wait for someone to just react to that like it's like it's like it's sincere. I do believe that about Bobby Orr though. First time win over the Isles this season. Take it and move on. Yeah, and you found you found the chink in their armor. You found you can beat them. You found you can score four goals again for the first time since the round robin. So that's huge. Yes, it took over 60 minutes to do, but you did it. Uh there's something to be built off of this. Maybe not the way you played for a majority of the game, but just how it felt to win and wanting to get there again and knowing that you have to grind the shit out of this team and not let up. Uh, To think that three goals in the first 15 minutes were going to be enough was foolish. Even though these two series have been painfully frustrating at times, uh, these teams still. This team still has me excited for what the next five to ten years could be like. Yeah, and that's the balancing act right now. And but like, that all goes out the window to me. If I want to look big picture and be introspective about the thing or whatever, um, yes, you have players like Giroux and Voracek who are out exiting or outside their prime. Uh, but so much of this team is young enough that the window is just opening. This is the first time they're competing in a long time, and it's not fair to to, to a lot of the veterans. It's not fair to Giroux and Voracek and even Couturier, who hasn't been this far. Like This is Voracek's second time ever in the second round. This is Couturier's first time since his rookie year. Both of them have been around a long time. Uh, they've been in Philly since, you know, uh, 20, what, 2011-12, and Voracek had a few years in the league before that. This is both of their second trips to the second round. Uh, it's not fair to the to their primes that this is what the team has been, but I think the team is young enough that the window stays open based on the progression of Carter Hart, Phil Myers, Travis Sanheim, Ivan Provorov. You know all the names. Eventually Morgan Frost will be here. Uh, hopefully Limblom gets back to the level he was at. Uh, Farabee taking the next step, if I haven't said him already. Just... Yes, uh, it is no matter what, and when this finally does end, if they don't win the cup, uh, we'll be mad, and then, you know, once a few days or weeks or whatever go by, we can look and go, okay, that's something to build on. But right now, I don't give a shit about any of that. I do not. This is about getting and winning the Stanley Cup this year, and the only way to do that is to start playing better than the fucking Islanders. That's it. How can the Flyers slow down the Islanders the upcoming games? 5-on-5 looks like 5-on-4. I will not argue that, that a lot of this, that's, uh, like, even, okay, the Flyers have a good shift. Say they even, you know, get a couple scoring chances and get an offensive zone draw, and then the next line comes on. Islanders immediately break out and take momentum back. I couldn't tell you after the first 15 minutes of this game 
a period in which the Flyers won consecutive shifts, let alone, like, forget chunks of the game, like seven-minute periods of the game. The Flyers didn't win consecutive shifts for the final 45 minutes of regulation. Like, it was, I don't know how they slow them down. I thought playing against Montreal and having to neutralize that speed for, for large periods of time, like, they had the lead so much of that series, they had to play, you know, they had to play defensive hockey. That's just the way score effects work. I know you want to go, go, go when you have the lead and just kill them, but at a certain point, it's kind of just, okay, let's win, and you have to figure out ways to neutralize the speed. And I thought having played against Montreal and dealing with that, they'd be better suited for this. But the Islanders seem to have more firepower. I knew the Islanders were good, and I knew they were a thorn in the side and a bad matchup for the Flyers, but they seem to have more firepower uh than, than I accounted for, you know, uh, Barzell and Lee, sure, I mean, Barzell to Anders Lee is like, um, it's given me Giroux to Hartnell, um, 2012 feelings, watching them, you know, that's, uh, but, uh, Bavillier, the dude's name I can't pronounce him, uh, I think that might have been it, maybe not, I'm sorry if it was wrong, I just can't say it, my mouth won't form those words, uh, and, uh, and Pajot, these guys are making an impact, and the Flyers' top guys just have to match it. Was hoping for a knockout punch from the Flyers in the second, but I think we saw today that the Isles will not quit at any point this series. No, and that's, uh, listen, in the regular season, you get up 3-0 early, maybe you can coast to a victory. But this is the playoffs, and everyone is looking at this Stanley Cup as incredibly winnable. No one's gonna, no one's gonna spot you anything. The Islanders weren't looking to go. All right, it's one-one. You know, we split the first two. Okay, like, and you know, especially since there's not actually home ice. Like the idea. Okay, they won game one, so you split at home. The Islanders, uh, they split on the roads. So the Islanders accomplished what they meant to, and now they get to go home. No, it's not like that. The games are. It's. It doesn't really matter who's home and away. The games are just the games. Uh, so they weren't going to just be happy splitting these first two. Um, you should have known that, though. Like, getting up 3-0... To think getting up 3-0 in the first... I said this a couple minutes ago, but to think getting up 3-0 in the first 15 minutes and then not scoring after that would be enough was foolish. Like, have you been watching any of the games? That, that, that Dallas game the other night, they scored four goals in like five minutes. Some of you are learning playoff hockey is hard. Sometimes you just win ugly. Oh, I, that's, why I, that's why I didn't get to... I, I agree with that sentiment that you win ugly in the playoffs and you just get the Ws. And, hey, man, if, the, if they win the Stanley Cup and their Corsi 4 percentage is 46%, like, there ain't going to be an asterisk on the fucking Stanley Cup when they engrave it, you know? <laughs> that won't be noted at any point. Um, but, and that's why I didn't get too crazy about most of the first series, because I thought the Flyers were purposefully turning the games ugly because Montreal wanted to open them up so much. Uh, and I, I thought they played better in the first round than a lot of people gave them credit for. But now, after having been totally outplayed for the first game, and being pretty lucky to win the second game, it's not just, all right, that's playoff hockey, we got to get used to it. It's the Flyers have to play better if they want this to be more than a five-game, six-game series loss. You know, that's just the way it's going to be. They have to be considerably better. Barcel and Lee are scary good. Yeah, man, that's a dynamic duo right there. That's... 
I almost said Lindros to Leclerc, and I'm not going to say that shit. Uh, but it just, he finds him. Barzell finds Lee, man. He finds openings. Even when Lee doesn't score, he's had several chances just in the perfect spot, wins a positioning battle, and Barzell just finds him. Lucky the Islanders hit the post late in the third. I thought that game was over. And here's what I'll say about posts. Yeah, 100%. But Phil Myers hit a post, like, right before that, right? Or was it directly? I think it was right before that. Myers uh, puts that puts that laser off the post. So posts go either way. Uh, if the goalie wasn't there, it still wouldn't have gone in, you know? It's not even a shot on goal. Couldn't score on Grice until overtime. Offense not fixed. Do we keep struggling on offense? I can't imagine, like, I thought they were going to really bust this thing open today, and yes, they got four goals for, I believe, the first time in the tournament, uh, but at least since, you know, since the round robin. Um, it's hard to, I really thought the offense was going to break out today. That's They get the three early, and it's like, all right, let's let's open this thing up, and let's demoralize them, and you know, give give the forwards some confidence, give the offense some confidence, and didn't go that way. They don't score for the final 45 minutes of the game and for the final 45 minutes of regulation. Can we get rid of the entire bottom six and just have everyone have everyone else skate 30 minutes a game? You know, I really liked the uh, I really liked the usage early in the game. I thought they were going heavy on the top two lines. Uh, didn't see Nate Thompson like at all. Uh, I thought they were really going with the top two lines early in the game, and then went to rolling the lines later. And I thought it worked. I thought that's kind of why the offense got into a bit of a rhythm. But as as the game went on, they just didn't. And then once you start playing defensive hockey, it's more taxing. It's just you have to get the other guys out there. Everyone's going to be dead if they're out there taking defensive zone draws all night. And that's what happened. Islanders don't have goaltending. Flyers need to shoot from everywhere on the ice. Varlamov and Grice are not Price. That's Varlamov and Price are not Grice. Shoot everywhere on the ice. Uh, Yeah, um... (laughs) They're not, I wouldn't say they don't have goaltending. Varlamov is a very solid uh, NHL goaltender. Is he elite? I wouldn't call him that. Um, He's not. But he's pretty damn good. And Thomas Grice, as far as backups, uh, tandem goalies are concerned, he's been he's been pretty successful the last few years. So I wouldn't I wouldn't take anything away from those two. But to say they're not Carey Price, well, no, they are not. But yeah, the offense hasn't been good enough, and they definitely need to shoot more. That's the first thing I well, the second I tweeted Philly Philly when Phil scored. But right after that, I said this is why you shoot. Like, they need to just get more fucking shots on goal. That's first 15 minutes of the game, Flyers have 10 shots. Three goals, Varley gets pulled. The next 25 minutes, they have the same number, 10 shots. Not good enough. They needed to get on Grice right away. Don't let him get into a rhythm. Don't let him get comfortable. He hasn't played meaningful hockey in five months. Get on him. They didn't do that and allowed him to settle in and really just didn't test him at all until overtime. Who does New York start in goal? Um, I gotta believe it's Varlamov. Uh, Thomas Grice is a good tandem goalie, though. Man. Back-to-backs. I'd go back to Varlamov, honestly. I'd say you're still our guy. They've started him in every ga- every playoff game so far. Uh, I'd go back to the number one. Shoot low and be in the high slot. Too many high and wides. Yeah, and that's that's part of the, uh, the whoever put out the message earlier sometimes playoff hockey's hard gotta win ugly then the flyers have to be willing to play an ugly game they have to get those low shots they have to crash the net i still haven't seen 
nearly enough scrums in front of the Islanders' net. Where are the scrums? Where are the pokes and whacks and everything at Varlamov and Grice? Where is the snarl? Where is getting the face wash because you're way too close to the goalie? They don't have enough of those situations. Forget goals. You know, obviously they're not scoring enough goals. They don't have enough just snarl and determination to get to the net. They're not making the goaltender uncomfortable enough. Myers might be our best defenseman. Listen, if he continues on this trajectory, he could get there. I still think Ivan Provorov is a true number one, uh, but Myers could very well, at some point in the very near future, be Ivan Provorov's uh, partner and not be a guy Provorov is dragging, you know? He... They could be one hell of a pair. Can't be content sitting on a lead. Pedal to the metal entire boys game. Entire game, boys. Did I say, woo? Yeah. Woo! Yeah, and let's go back. Flyers haven't played an overtime game yet. They go to overtime. Get the W. Series is 1-1. A 1-1 series is incredibly winnable. They could turn this thing. I don't want to be so negative in a, in a post game that they won. Whoo, but... Like, watching the game today, you can't be super enthusiastic about what you saw. I believe there's something to build on here, but... The only thing I am enthusiastic about is Labatt Blue Light Seltzers, man. I'm telling you, I'm drinking this blood orange blackberry. This is my favorite flavor. The mango lemon is excellent, too. I normally don't like mango, but the lemon cuts it just enough. But these Labatt Blue Light Seltzers, I am as enthusiastic about these as I am the chances the next couple games for the Flyers. Tell you that. Perhaps more so. Oh, wow. Siri is always listening to you, Bill. I am so far behind in the comments. Let's get a few more. We went down 3-0 in the Boston series in 2010. We fucking pulled it off. We are never we are never down. We believe that year with washed-up goalies. Where is our damn hope? Oh, I still have plenty of hope. I think they can get this thing going. That's Let's not... Let's back up, and I know we're analyzing the game and not looking positively at it, but I think there's something to build on here that the Flyers can use this as their turning point, use the overtime in this game as their turning point. If they start playing Flyers hockey again, they will get back, uh, you know, as, as, as Maxine Nightingale would say, get right back where they started from. Um, I, I just... Today wasn't great, even though they won an overtime. But hey, it's the first time they've been in an overtime playoff game in how long, and they won it. Uh, So that's cool, right? Yeah, I agree, Varley, tomorrow, same kind of leash, though. And yeah, when you have, I mean, if you let in three goals in the first 15 minutes of the game, you should get pulled, whether it's your fault or not. You just got to wake the team up. Uh, That's, the coach only has so many options. He can pull the goalie, he can switch the goalie, he can shuffle the lines, or he can, you know, challenge something like Vigneault did today. Coach only has so many things he can do when the, uh, once the puck drops, you know? And, uh, yeah, I would, I would have any goalie who gives up three in the first 15 is coming out. Ten shots, I mean, come on. I think this team feeds off the scrums. Yeah, they need more. The Flyers need more scrums. Uh, People are making life for Carrie Hart. uh, Carrie Hart. Jesus. People are making life for Carter Hart uncomfortable. Uh, It's time to do that for Varlamov or Grice or whoever the hell's in there. Hate the constant reminder that the boys haven't lost two straight since January 7 or whatever. Yeah, I think it was the 8th they they started the streak. Uh, but hate to see the, uh, but happy to see the streak continuing. Yeah, um, 
listen, it's 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 it shows their resilience. That's what I'll say. And I know, and like it's, it's August, so you go back to January, like you know, oh wow, yeah, well they were all five months. Like I get it, but it does show their resilience that they don't go, they don't lose back to back games, and that's big. Now having lost game one of a series, you do not have to lose back to back games to lose the series. The Flyers will have to win back to back games to win this series at some point. I, I just think it shows their resilience. AV called out our big guys and they responded, understand letdown of not staying on it. Uh, but an OT win is an OT win. And yeah, it's the playoffs. The only thing that matters is results. That's, I said, like, you know, yeah, Kevin Hayes can have all these breakaways. And it's like, well, he'll score eventually, you know, he's due. But it's not about, like, the 82 game, everything evens out. This is about every single game. That's your entire sample size. Your entire, your, every one shot, that was is a one-shot sample size. Either it goes in or it didn't. That's the playoffs. It's like Billy Bean talks about Moneyball, where he's like, yeah, my shit don't work in the playoffs. Like, it comes down to clutch hits and things you can't, things that don't just even out over a long season. It, it comes down to just getting the job done when it needs to be done. Uh, they won. That's what the Flyers did. That's huge. So if one of our assistant coaches get a head coach job, do you bring back Lavi? Uh, that's the last thing in the world I'm thinking about. Um, as long as Lavi Lett is in, in charge, or uh, Lavi, I'm, I'm talking about La, uh, La Perriere. Jesus, um, I, I can't imagine Lavi would uh, would take. I think he'd just sit out and wait for a head coaching job. Honestly, um, but if you can. Bring him on the bench, maybe? I don't know. It seems maybe there's just some sourness between, like, Giroux and Voracek and Laviolette. There seemed to just be some ill will there at the end. Uh, that's not speaking from any sort of inside information. Just talking about how it ended. Uh, I, I don't know. I like Laviolette, but let the past be the past, you know? He's a good coach. I don't think we need to revisit it, though. And I can't imagine he'd, uh, he'd want it. Like, just wait for a head coaching job. You'll get it. That's the way the NHL works. Islanders were doing a great job cycling the puck behind the net and creating chances. Why can't our guys just do that? I mean, it starts with the forecheck. They have to get in there, be physical, outnumber them, win battles. I know these are all cliches, but it's what they have to do. Uh, like I said, I don't I don't remember the Flyers winning consecutive shifts after uh, after they go up 3 nothing. I don't remember the Flyers winning three shifts. I don't remember if I said the Islanders or Flyers there, but I don't remember the Flyers winning three shifts after they go up, th- or consecutive shifts after they go up three nothing. Jesus, I got to end this soon. Uh, and it's why can't our guys do that? They can. They just have to. That's we can talk about the lineup, move this guy in, move this guy out, shuffle the lines. It's gonna come down to Giroux, Couturier, Voracek, Farabee, Hayes, TK. If those guys get in on the forecheck and do their job and create chances, the Flyers will win. If they don't, the Flyers will lose. And that's what it's going to come down to. And that's where we wrap up tonight. Thank you all for joining me. Thank you for hanging out. If you haven't already, hit that subscribe button. Just search Broad Street Hockey wherever there are podcasts. And boom, content delivered to you all the time. The audio from these post games, uh, our flagship show, Fly Purbly, Flyers Forecast, checking out the competition. So much content, I can't even remember it all. So do that. Uh, just search Broad Street Hockey wherever there are podcasts. And be sure to go and have a nice little dinner over at the Crest Tavern in Wildwood Crest, New Jersey. Uh, it's my favorite bar at the whole Jersey Shore, and it starts with the owner, Timmy Fitz. Timmy Fitzpatrick is always there making sure that food is hot and that beer is cold. So go for a Flyers night game. If you go to for a Flyers night game, they have a 20-foot television outside for you for outdoor dining. They have an amazing 
beer selection. They have an outstanding pork sandwich. Go check out the uh, Timmy Fitz's Crest Tavern in Wildwood Crest, New Jersey. And, of course, drink Labatt Blue, Labatt Blue Light, and Labatt Blue Light Seltzer. I've been getting a good buzz on them with them all playoffs, and I think you should too. Check out all the Labatt products. That's it for me. I'll see you tomorrow. Until then, have a great week, everybody.